Welcome to the Movers Resource Guide podcast, connecting you to the resources you need to create success. We chat with the best vendors, associations, mentors, movers, and more, giving you the information you need to make your moving company the best it can be. I'm your host, Brian Hassan, CEO of Wayfinder Moving in Buffalo, New York, Apex Moving in Lakewood, Washington, and the president of the New York State Movers Association. Today, our guest is Brock Hartzler from ProMover Accounting. Brock and ProMover work only with moving companies on their accounting. And so they have some really great insight into our industry and what we should be doing as moving companies to help our numbers. We talk about margins, controlling your overhead, uh, some struggles that he typically sees movers have, and something he thinks movers should be doing on a regular basis. So I think it's a great topic. It's very timely. We just hit the new year. So, you know, it's time to dig into our numbers, look at controlling our overhead and and help guide us through uh, the slow times. And just a note, if you're enjoying this podcast on YouTube and you don't, you can't always watch the video or have time to keep the, the browser window open, we are on wherever people listen to podcasts, whether that's uh, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, wherever it is, uh, just know that that option's available to you if you're looking for it. But with that, I'd like to, to send it over to uh, the conversation with Brock and I. All right, Brock, welcome to the Movers Resource Guide podcast. Glad you could join us. Uh, really excited that you're here. Uh, you know, thank you for being here. How are you doing today? Yeah, good. Oh, I'm doing good, man. It's been a little while. We, we saw each other in New York. It was the last yeah. time I think we saw each other. So, yeah, it's going going great. We, uh, you know what, yesterday, uh, my wife and I announced we're having a, a second little baby. I, so. I saw that on Facebook. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, what you. a great way to start that out. That's that's really yeah. exciting there. Yeah, um, it is. We're, we're super pumped. And uh, yeah, just, you know, life keeps on moving, doesn't it? It <laughs> sure does. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I've got three and, and life is wild. So yeah, um, <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah, I can so, imagine. No, that's that's awesome. So yeah. uh, how old's your, your first? Yeah, my first one is two and a half. Okay. Um, and so, uh, her, my, 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 uh, my oldest now is, uh, her name's Emerson and, uh, her birthday's in June. My wife's birthday's in June and this little one's birthday is going to be in June. So oh. I'm, I'm outnumbered as a November birthday. But <laughs> that's right. That's all right. June's going to be a full month for you. That's awesome. It's going to be a full month. It's going to be a full month, but you know, yeah. super excited about it. Oh, awesome. Congratulations, man. That's, Thank that's you. fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we, we wanted to bring you on. I, I think that, uh, you know, being that you guys do accounting work for only moving companies, it gives you a lot of really great insight into what's happening broad stroke with with most moving companies or the average moving company. And, uh, you know, so there's there's a lot we could probably get into. But um, being that it's, uh, you know, we, we, we just passed the new year here. Um, and uh, this is the time where we're planning and budgeting and trying to figure out what what's going to happen for the next year. And uh, not only seasonally is this a, a tight financial time for a moving company, but um, economically it is on top of that, too. So I think there's a lot of moving companies that are reassessing their 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 margins and their overhead and and all of those things. So I think maybe a way we could kick this off is. You know, when we look at our margins in a moving company, you know, what are goals? What what do you see the 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 good moving companies? Where are they at uh, with some yeah. of that stuff? 
Yeah, you know, what I generally see whenever we're talking to, to moving company owners is a lot of times they, they look at their best month and uh, they'll say, you know, okay, this is, this is my, my target, right? This is, this is what I want to shoot for, which mm -hmm. is, is, is great. Um, a lot of times it's August, July, you know, September, somewhere <laughs> around that, you know, somewhere where the, the sales are easily there. Um, the problem is that is not indicative of, of the whole year, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's the perfect scenario when sales are high, every, you know, you're getting, you're, you're potentially getting leads from, uh, from, you know, may, maybe you're not even the first company that people are calling, but, but other people aren't answering the phones, right? Which sure. is not the, not the same way whenever it's, it's, you know, the winter time now yeah. and, uh, you know, the jobs are a little harder to come by. <laughs> so a, a lot of times what I'll see is clients will want to duplicate that. And so instantly they say, I need to increase my sales. That's, that's going to solve my problems is in, is increasing my sales. And whilst, you know, a lot of sales can cover a multitude of sins, it's sure. often, it's oftentimes not like the best target, you know, um, focusing, focusing on overhead is vastly more beneficial, um, all year long than just focusing on increasing sales. And I, I think it's easy for movers to fall into the trap and uh, include me in that group where uh, it's very easy to focus on revenue and revenue growth and um, revenue growth can be very costly. It's more trucks, it's more people, it's to not just field workers, but overhead staff, it's, uh, you know, more a larger advertising budget and, and those expenses creep very quickly and get out of hand very quickly. Uh, and, and uh you know, I've always, and my couple of my friends pick on me, like your problem is always to sell yourself out of that problem to like more, more revenue, more revenue. But, uh, I have slowly yeah. been learning <laughs> that, uh, it's not always the, the right solution. Right. So no, it's, it's not. And, and, you know, even in the busy season when the revenue is to, is to be had, um, mm -hmm. most of the time, the margin people sacrifice margins. You're renting trucks generally at higher rates because the demand's higher, right? Mm -hmm. um, you're getting movers that you're you're probably paying more than your W two movers. You know, you're just trying to get day labor because you have you know five times more sales in June than you do in January, and right. so your business isn't isn't structured to run that way. Whereas really, you should structure your business to run how it's going to run in the slow seasons, and then when it gets into that really sales gluttonous season. Now your margins just skyrocket and you're, you're making money on the, on the top. Right. Um, so, yeah. So let's take a step back on that. So yeah. if we were to look at, and, and we'll get into what is included in this in a second, but if we were to look at our, our costs of doing business to, to do the work. So if we're in a manufacturing environment, our costs of goods sold. So directly what it costs, what, what should we look, be looking for that margin to be? Yeah. So a lot of times you'll, you'll kind of hear something that's flat across the board. Um, at ProMover, we adjust it pretty much every year. Mm -hmm. So we look at last year, we look at, we, we take a lot of our moving companies, we throw out a lot of them. If we think that, uh, like, for example, if there's a, a moving company that does a lot of van line, we'll, we'll take that out of the equation, right? If, or if they do a lot of commercial, we'll take that out of the equation. We'll look at a residential moving company. Okay. Mm -hmm. And from that, we're able to kind of say, okay, you know, direct costs should be this, direct labor should be this, uh, you know, where, 
how much should your total sales staff cost? Things like that, right? So okay. um, I am I am finishing up some of the metrics from the 2023 year. Okay. And really where I'm landing is I'm happy with the gross profit of just a little under 50%. Okay. Now, the problem is you get into some, some gray water whenever you start talking about what gross profit margin should be. Because gross profit margin is only an accounting number. I can make <laughs> gross profit margin skew however I want by just yeah. moving line items around, yeah. right? Yeah. So um, for us and how we do our accounting with the, with the companies that we serve, we want to shoot between a 45 and a 50% gross profit margin. That's okay. that's where we want to live. So I, I think there's some things that we can readily agree that should be in that number. And then maybe there's some things that are in the gray where people don't, uh, where, where opinions can differ. But I think the things yeah. that we can absolutely agree on is direct labor, fuel, material costs, such as, you know, cartons, stuff like that. I think those are the three that are pretty universal. Nobody's going to combat that. Um, You're right. You're is right. that, are those the things that ProMover uses or do you add in things uh, such as claims or uh, vehicle repairs and, and things like that? What, what, what goes we, into your number? Yeah, to get, to get specific, <clears throat> we don't include vehicle repair. And, and this is where... Um, I don't know if you know the name Tracy Beck, but oh, yeah. um, we we conversed about this. Um, we include we do not include vehicle repair. We do include truck lease and rents, right? Okay. And you start to get you start to get unique when you start talking about vehicles because the P and L is vastly going to be different whether you own a vehicle or whether you lease it, right? Yeah. And so yeah. Be, because of that, and because of how we do our analysis, we do put truck lease and rents in indirect costs. Um, we talked about direct labor. Something else that we we put in there, fuel, you said, absolutely. Valuation and damages, we do, yes. Mm -hmm. um, something else that we, we do put in there is, and this is this is uh, a change in, that we impl implemented for 2023, is we do put the cost of sales staff. And the reason that we did that is because most every company, a majority of their sales are their their sales accumulation is paid out with some sort of commission. Yeah. And because of that, we can easily consider it a direct cost, Ex especially with, um, you know, MoveBees is, is, is really ramping things up. We have a lot of clients that are using MoveBees, which is, yeah. a, uh, for, for people who don't know, it's an outsourced sale, uh, call center. Um, yeah. And because of that, it's it's very much direct costs. But we can't put that as a cost of goods sold, but sales staff as an operational expense, right? We have to group them together. So yeah. because of that, we put sales staff in cost of goods sold. And, and you know, one of the things is, is things clamp down here and we're trying to lower our, our overhead, you know, we're, we're doing a, a break even analysis, right? And so uh, part of that's where, okay, here's my overhead expenses. And that sales is like, well, here's his draw, but what his sales is, is higher than that. Should that be, you know, where, yeah. how do I want to quantify them? that? So it's, you know, like you said, it's, it can be difficult, but yeah. the important yeah. part is to know that, you know, these are the types of things you can put in your, your cost of goods sold or, or, you know, to find your, your margins there. And we want yeah. that margin probably push to at least 50%. But if you're in that 45 to 50% range, you're, you're in line. Then. You're in line. 
you're in yeah. line. As long as your accounting's in line, you're in line. Um, and and you you know you mentioned it, break even analysis. Being at the beginning of the year, break even analysis, um, budgeting, cash flow forecasting that is a necessity. Um, and break even analysis is only going to be as accurate as your allocation of overhead cost. So if you if you have a lot if you don't have cost of goods sold or you you know your 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 uh, overhead cost includes things that are direct costs it's the the more fluctuation your overhead cost has month to month the less accurate your break even analysis is going to be yeah. so the accounting's got to be right for sure <laughs> and 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 it's tough it's it's a it it can be a, a moving target a lot of times and and. Yeah. And maybe you can speak to this too, is as I'm going through some of these exercises, it's like, okay, this is never going to be perfect, but if I can at least get close, it kind of guides me towards, okay, here's, you know, what my break even is and all right, here's what I have to reach towards. And, and yeah. so th there's something I want to get to that I feel it kind of the New York state movers, it hit me right between the eyes because I'm always the guy that's pushing to grow. I'm, I'm growth oriented. It's part of who I am. I've always got to be pushing, pushing, pushing to the next thing, whether that's more business, a different line, whatever it is. Like I'm, I'm a forward thinking, like I don't like sitting put, right? So it just naturally leads me to push for growth and all these things. Also gets me in trouble because mm -hmm. yeah, let's do that advertising. Yeah, we need another truck. Yeah, let's do this. And and all of a sudden my my expenses have crept and I just became immune to the fact, well, we're just going to lose money in the winter. Every moving company moves, loses money in the winter, you know, just the way it happens. Right. And then we make it up in the summer. And I would say that that's true for the majority of moving companies, but it's not true for all. And I think it doesn't have to be true. Right. So, um, what, what's your philosophy that you can share with everybody about, okay, you how where do we sit our overhead where do we cap our overhead expenses what do we not allow them to exceed so that we have the best opportunity to be successful you know um and so and I, i've got a lot of comments great comments from that that um new york yes. moving conference because mm -hmm. something that i mentioned that i i don't think a lot of people understood is i recommend when you're thinking about your overhead cost you should shoot to keep your overhead the same as it is in your smallest sales month. Let's yeah. say it's January. Okay. If you can keep your overhead what it is in January, why can you not keep it the same in July? Right. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's not perfectly feasible. I, sure. I totally agree with that, but that should be our direction. And if, if your overhead cost is truly your overhead cost, then it should be that way. And so if you're building out how your operations is working from a financial perspective, you need to be looking at January and say, okay, how do I at least break even in January, if not just make a little bit, just to, I don't want to go negative. How do I make yeah. sure that my, my, my structure is so that when I produce whatever sales I'm producing in January, which is generally not much than the other months, how do I still stay profitable, right? Yeah. And um, a lot of people don't think that way. They're looking at July <laughs> and they're saying, you know, as long as I'm profitable in July, I just need to make enough money so that I can weather the winter. Well, you got to make enough in the summer to offset the losses in the winter. Yeah. And, you it's know, not a real sustainable, you know, plan, it, right? No. And it's also depressing, <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's because, you know, you're basically redlining your money throughout the winter and you're redlining your time throughout the summer. 
So you're just burning that candle at both ends where you're just burning yourself out in the summer because you have to push as hard as you possibly can so that you know you can survive in the winter and which is also burning you out because you're stressed about, you know, making ends meet and all that. So, um, you know, and and, and something I say too that this is perfect. January is the time where you can kind of sit back and do your growth, right? Continue to do your growth. But mm-hmm. but don't do it in a sales oriented way. Do it in a do it in a, a break even sort of way. Like where in the world can I do this analysis to be able to say, okay, when when I am making more money, right? I'm I'm capitalizing. So for example, can you start building out a lot of you would be amazed at how many companies don't do this. Can we can we start looking at our marketing ROI and our um, how our salesmen are performing when we're losing jobs, where you know, why are we losing them? If you can start looking at all that data then you can start to say, okay, in July, when I potentially could increase my sales 400% from January, right? Mm-hmm. Which, which is actually kind of not normal, uncommon. Yeah. Not definitely not uncommon. If <laughs> I can do that, then how much better would it be for me to try to just slightly increase my number of jobs, make sure my guys are all busy, but just increase my rate, right? Yeah. And now you're just making higher gross profit on the jobs that you are doing. And it's yeah. not making you stress at night. You're not having to add a whole bunch of rental trucks and, and a whole bunch of guys you, you're not familiar with. You keep running your business how it should be run, just substantially more profitable, right? Yeah. That's yeah. the analysis that should be done at the beginning <laughs> of the year. And, and I don't think that movers are really good about uh, supply and demand pricing. Um, you know, we, we need to start moving more towards like hotels and, and airlines where, Oh, and and some of the tariffs and regulations make this difficult, but yeah, it, yeah we're okay. We're we're seventy five percent full. We we can increase our prices by twenty percent or whatever that number is. Um, and and like you said, really help those margins. Um, you're one hundred percent right. And, and reduce right. the amount of work that you're trying to do in the yes. summer, so you don't need as much equipment that you're carrying throughout the winter, but you're still creating that profitability, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it just, it seems to make every, you know, I only have a couple of movers that, that think with that mindset, but it, it massively increases profitability. It massively reduces stress because it's not like you're, you know, you're flow, you're, you're changing that drastically much. I mean, yeah. maybe everybody's got a full schedule plus some, but it's yeah. much better than hiring people you're not familiar with. Right. Yeah. And, and you're making money. And that's the end goal, right? That's <laughs> so. the end goal. That's the end goal. You know, the, the um, other piece too is so many moving companies, if they're looking to set their rates, obviously tariffs can limit us. I understand that. But how many how many of us have called the moving company down the street to try to get what their you know hourly prices are per guy, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I just I just don't think that that's a sustainable way to, to run your moving company because if that's the case. You are leaving money on the table in the busy seasons when you're just increasing volume. You absolutely are. Yeah. So, uh, can we look to keep the sales, the, the the job numbers and the job hours roughly even throughout the year, and we just get to capitalize on high margins in the summer? Yeah. That's the end goal. Yeah, I, I think uh, not a lot of moving company owners think that way, uh, and it, it's 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 hard because you're just like, no, I need need all the jobs, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I want to steer this back since we're in winter, and you know, let's. What are different ways that you see companies or you suggest that we could look at controlling our overhead um, to yeah. to allow that to stop creeping, and and how we can really 
hold that ceiling down to our, our worst month or our, our worst couple of months. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of it starts with just having a lean operation from the beginning, right? Something yeah. that's that's really diff- difficult. I see it a ton and I understand, but something that I see quite often is in the winter, you're putting you know three guys on a two-man job just to be able to keep the staff going, right? Yeah. Well, some of the problem is maybe you wouldn't need all that staff in the summer if you didn't, if you know, if you weren't trying to scale your sales so high, right? Yeah. If you have forty guys and you can keep forty guys busy in the su- in the winter, but you you need eighty guys in the summer, can you scale down to forty guys? Have core forty guys that you're keeping busy forty hours a week, if not more, in the summer all year long. And, and the guys you definitely want, you know, keep those guys, yeah. in, right? Get rid of the ones that are troublemakers. <laughs> now you're talking high margins and you're talking massively, I should say, massively increased margins during the slow season because you're you're not having now to put three guys on a two-man job just to keep them busy, right? Right. Yeah. And That's your quality is going to increase it. too because you're, you're not going to have those service failures that Absolutely. because of, of hiring port, you know, whoever you can find in the summer, right? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. You yeah. know, that that's a big one. Um, and just really getting lean, looking at your operation and figuring out, you know, do I need these expenditures? Do I do I really do I have yeah. more? I mean, you can go through every line item sometimes, especially with our CFO clients. We'll we'll do an exercise once a year where we actually go through the P&L line by line and we say, all right, is this actually an expenditure that we need? Can, can we reduce it a hundred dollars a month? Yeah. OK, that that might seem like not much, but over the course of five years, it adds up and, and that's just net income, right? Yeah. Um, going through your PL line by line is massively important. So when you're doing that, and so it, that was a great conversation because we've gone through this exercise and I, I have our break even uh, analysis on a, on a spreadsheet and I have all of my uh, fixed costs that are in there and whether that be trucks, people, suppliers, whatever. And so I, I look through that list and I'm like, okay, what's jumping out at me? What's What doesn't need to be here? And so we've had to make some cuts of, of things. We look down through that list and like you said, do I need it or can I live without it? And will it hurt me long-term if I cut this now? And so that's sure. usually where I look at it. Like, yes, if this is a three-month gain, but a 12-month, it's going to hurt our company or set us back. Like, I don't want to cut that one. But if I can cut it now and it doesn't hurt us long-term or I can go back to it later, you know, we, we look at those things. Um, sure. And you know, one, that, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I, I was just going to plug right in there. That, that's fantastic that you said that. So, so often, you know, moving company owners are, are the greatest breed because they are salesmen to the core, they're <laughs> operations management to the core, and they're, they're, they go hard. And I love <laughs> it, right? Yeah. The trouble that, that that gets us into is, for example, you're looking to get a warehouse, you're going to do some storage. Okay. You mm-hmm. can, you know, right now, maybe you only need a thousand square feet, um, but you're thinking of growing and there's an 8,000 square foot warehouse for lease. And you're like, you know, in a couple of years, I'm going to have this thing filled up. Okay. Well, it's, it's a good mindset. The problem is at least for the next year, you are paying for 7,000 square feet of warehouse that you're not using. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. growth is really expensive. So, so yeah. I, I more want to st- think strategically and say, like you just said, am I going to need it in 12 months? Well, no, maybe I'm only going to need 2,000 square feet in 12 months. Then let's go that route. Get a two, three-year lease or whatever. And then we can uh, you know, upgrade later. 
But for the next couple of years, if I upgrade yeah. to eight thousand dollars or eight thousand square feet right now, I am paying overhead for something I'm not using. So yeah, you're right. That's the analysis that needs performed. Yeah, yeah, and and we've done that, and we've gone through, and there's been some things I've been surprised about. Like I, I always complain about how uh, expensive our payroll processing is, but we've never done anything about it. So we're like, okay, well. That number doesn't seem right. Let's shop around. We've found we can save like five, six hundred bucks a month on payroll processing. Wow. And so we've just gone through line item by line item. You know, do we need it? You know, do we need to look at our phone system or not? Do we, you know, there's certain things like your fuel costs, your utilities, like certain things. It's not, you know, not much you can do about. But, um, yeah. you know, controlling that overhead and especially now in January, now's the time to look at those things and say, OK, what, what can we trim? Yeah. What can we? You know, and that's going to make you it, it's not going to help you just over the winter, but it's going to help keep you healthier year round and, and hopefully give you a little bit more of a nest egg come come next winter. Yeah. You're 100 percent right. You're 100 percent so, right. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I think I think you're right. You, you need to be looking at that stuff yearly. And if you can save five, five, first off, five hundred dollars a month is big. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to save like $20 a month on a subscription, <laughs> right? And so if you can save $500 a month, then how, how long has, how much has it costed you to not make that change? Right? Uh, do we have to talk about that, Brock? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. What's really no, I, interesting right. is I, I'm surprised at how much money I have been able to save by going through that exercise. Uh, there, there's so many of those creeping expenses that have happened that, you know, we're, we're talking in the last couple of months, we've been able to trim thousands of dollars off of what we're paying just because, hey, we don't really need this anymore. Or we're not utilizing this to the, its full extent or uh, maybe we could bargain shop a little bit, whatever that is. And we have been very surprised at how how much uh, we, we've been able to, to work on that. So, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So. Awesome. We're a little about halfway or so here. Um, I, I figured we'd get talking, and uh, we're going to have an issue. <laughs> yeah, a little, little, little past halfway, but yeah. that's okay. We got we got some of the meat and potatoes done here. So, uh, so now's the time where uh, it, it's time to share a funny story. Um, so okay. you're you're not necessarily a mover directly, but uh, hopefully you got something uh, to bring to the table here for us. You know, yeah, that that's funny. I was. Uh, when you when you mentioned, hey, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about a funny story. I had one pop right into my head, and okay. uh, and it's actually with you know me and a bookkeeper of, of mine that that we have. Um, so there was a there was a client that we had. Um, we've had him for quite a quite a while now. Usually, we would have conversations with his wife, and mm -hmm. um, so you know we're we're sending requests, we're sending things to to his wife. And um, there was a little a little delay in receiving some of the information. You know, a lot of times we'll call, text, email, whatever. And there was a little bit of delay in the in the information we were receiving back. And then um, we got an email from the husband apologizing for the delay. And he said, you know, there was a death in the family. And uh, mm -hmm. we're like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry for your loss. You know, take take your time. You know, not not a problem. Um, you, you know, we'll, we'll, when you get it to us, we'll produce your financials. We'll get you what you need. But take your time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, well, uh, he, he got us what we needed, you know, a few days later we were, we were following up because there was more things that, that he didn't get us. And he said, um, you know, I'll, um, we were asking about, about the, uh, the wife 
hey, you know, can she get us this stuff? And then the husband responds and he says, hey, I'll, I'll do my best to get, a, to get this. My wife is no longer with us. And I'm like, oh, man, like this dude's wife, this dude's wife passed away. Like, well, that's, you know, that's horrendous. So we were like, OK, let's look up, you know, a place where we can send some flowers and and, uh, you know, j just apologize for, for the time he's going through. Um, and my my director of financial reporting is is a kind of a, a, a PI kind of. And so she went online to look up to look up this this lady's death and we mm -hmm. couldn't find anything about it. And we're like, you know, that's kind of interesting. And she gets on her Facebook and here she's posting on Facebook. And we're like, wait, what? Well, here she's no longer with us. Didn't mean she's dead. She's just not in the company anymore. So thank the Lord we we weren't sending flowers to this guy. He, oh. he probably would have been like, what is going on? You know, but well, his you know, choice of the, words after he had told you there was a death in the, the, the power of miscommunication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably, probably a poor choice of words. We didn't, we didn't, you know, end up telling him about that because uh, probably <laughs> well, he knows been, now. Probably would have been no, but we had a good laugh at it. Yeah. So oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate yeah. the uh, the it's the communication, like you said, is uh, is yeah. key, and lack thereof can can bring out some situations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had it when we saw she was posting on Facebook. We had a pretty good, pretty good laugh because at least she's okay. We're happy. Right, right. Hey, she's fine. Yeah. That's that's what matters, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let, let's go from from struggles in communication uh, to uh, struggles uh, with with moving companies. Um, what do you see the, the moving companies that you work with? What, what do you see as the the biggest struggles? Whether that be the most difficult struggles they have, or the most common struggle uh, or mistake that you see with moving companies? Yeah, you know, and 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 you you had mentioned this is something that that we talk about. I get a ton of people ask me that question, and I've I've narrowed it down to number one, they just don't know their numbers. You know, they, they yeah. can't they can't even do a break even analysis. They can't do the analysis we're talking about because they don't have the, the right information to be able to do it. You know, yeah. so so number one, you know, have an accountant do your numbers. So, so I'll, I'm just going to do a little thing here. Shout out to my buddy, Bo Roscoe, know your numbers. Uh, this, this, this segment is uh, brought to you by Bo Roscoe. I'm, I'm going nice. to slide that in there for my buddy. <laughs> nice. So anyways, go ahead, have an accountant awesome. or somebody do your numbers. You got to have somebody do your numbers because you know, the, the, everything we're talking about doesn't even make sense if the numbers aren't there. Right. Yeah. Um, you're, you're bleeding somewhere and you don't know it. Right. So, I would say number number one, that's the big thing. But now, you know, okay, say you say you remedy that, you, you get an accountant, whatever, you, you get to know your numbers. The next big thing that I see that is applicable to, to every mover is their overhead cost. It's their overhead yeah. cost. And you know what? I was uh, I was preparing a marketing uh, uh, you know a marketing thing for for Pro Mover, and um, I started thinking through um, administrative labor, right? Mm -hmm. And this fact kind of hit me and I, I wrote it down because it, it just blew, it really literally blew my mind. You have to make, an administrative employee, okay, mm -hmm. has to make, has to generate the company 3.6 times the money that a direct labor employee has to generate, right? Wow. And so 
we see a lot of moving companies. The big, the big issue comes into play around a million, you know, just over a million, when the the owner massively steps back from doing billable time in the in the company, right? Um, and they're they're doing administrative time. You know, previously they were on the truck doing moves, taking calls, doing yeah. administrative work, <laughs> doing billable hours while they're doing that, right? Yeah. Now they step back and they have to make you know. 3.6 times their their wage in sales just to make up for that yeah. right and so if you're not if you're not looking at your overhead cost from a perspective like that that's where you're going to have issues and so that's why i say overhead cost bar none is is the biggest issue yeah it, it's uh and and this is a high overhead industry so <laughs> it's uh that's a it's a tough one um it is it is so uh are, are there any other struggles or do we want to move on to what else we should be doing? You know, I, I would say, and we kind of mentioned this, one other struggle is the ebbs and flows of the sales, right? Yeah. Um, and, and that's a self-inflicted struggle, right? Because again, <laughs> moving company owners are, it, I would venture to say every one that I have met is a salesman. You know, they're starting it from nothing. They're doing it themselves. They're entrepreneurs. They're go-getters. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. But, you know, you also need somebody on your team that's going to be like, okay, well, how do we take the money we are making and actually take it home with us? <laughs> right. So evening out your sales throughout the year and being able to capture higher gross margin when when you when there are more sales to be had in the summer, that's another massive thing. And I I, I really like that point, evening out your sales. And I've we've talked about this uh, a lot since I've been in the industry for over a dozen years, but it's always geared towards how do I get my sales in the winter up to even out my revenue? Maybe we should do more O&I. Maybe we should do more uh, senior moving because those have a flatter demand curve, whatever it is. But what you're talking about is different. You're saying yeah. flatten it out by throttling yourself in the summer to keep your overhead low. And then naturally you're just going to have to say no a lot more in the summer, but naturally that's going to flatten out that curve for you. That's really what you're saying, right? A absolutely. And this is where a lot of looking at your sales numbers comes into play because what, what you don't want, you don't want your leads to drop right in, in the summer. Let's say, let's say you're having, I don't know, let's say you have a thousand leads in the summer normally. Okay, now you get into the summer now and, and you're looking to say, okay, let's let's do what you know these guys are talking about. Let's try to increase our margin. Okay. If your leads are dropping from a thousand down to five hundred, then this isn't gonna work, right? But if your leads you know are staying the same, you have good SEO, good ads coming through, whatever, good good leads coming through. If you can take those those leads and start getting lost leads because of price, right? Now we know. We're losing these things, these leads and these jobs, not because our operation's bad, not because of our reviews, not because of any of this stuff. We're losing it because of our price. Well, how can we turn that up just enough to make it hurt a little bit, right? So we yeah. can walk away with the most moves. Now you don't want to, you don't want to be doing a low volume and you know reduce your volume to the point where you have to go back to putting three guys in a two man job, right? Right. But right. you definitely want it to hurt a little bit because yeah. you want to take the most margin you can, right? That's such a great point. Um, I would love to stick on that a little bit more, but we're going a little over. So yeah, um, I figured, the, yeah. the last thing, <laughs> the last thing we'll end with here is, so 
what are some things or what's one thing that you think all movers should be doing that you don't see a lot of movers doing? Mm. Mm. Interesting. Um, what is one thing that movers should be doing that I don't see a lot of movers doing? Yeah. Um, I don't see, I should say this. I, I see a lot of our clients doing it now because they have, they have good numbers. Mm -hmm. Every single client that we bring on that was not previously with us that we bring mm -hmm. on, they are not using their numbers to make decisions. They're using their emotions. They're using their intellect, which has served them well to a point. Yeah. Um, Got them to where they one, are. Once you get in the major leagues, mm -hmm. you have to start having some sort of advantage. Um, yeah. And and if you don't know your own company's numbers, there's no way you're going to survive. No, especially in this downturn, no way. Yeah. So I, I would say number one is people are not using their numbers to make educated decisions. Number one. I, I and I that that's that's a story told over and over again with movers. They're you know we're, we're everything but the finance side of the equation for business, right? You know we're, sure. we're hustlers. We're you know we're doers. We'll, we'll get the work done, but. Um, yeah. you know, for most movers, that finance side of the equation is definitely a struggle. And I don't know if it's the way we're hardwired or what, but hell, I have an MBA and I still struggle with that side of things. And, you know, I know how to look at the numbers and all of that, but looking at them and knowing them are, are very, two very different things. For sure. For sure. You know, I, I've been, I've been in accounting for, you know, over a decade and I'm, I'm still learning new things. So when I, when I see a company that, that wants us to just come in and do analysis and they're going to do the bookie, bookkeeping on their, their own, I'm not interested because I know how difficult the numbers can be. You know, yeah. it's, it's hard enough to know how to read the numbers, let alone put the numbers together. Right. So, <laughs> right. so knowing your numbers alone is, is a feat that if a moving company knows, knows how to do that and knows how to analyze their numbers, you're going to be ahead of the game. Right. Yeah. And, and we try to make that easy at ProMover. We try to make it so that anybody can just kind of look at the numbers and it kind of tells them what to do. Right. That's, sure. that's what we want to do. But yeah. if you don't have that and you have a bookkeeper somewhere else that's that's doing it, if you're if you're not getting information from it, you're only doing your bookkeeping for your taxes, which is yeah. which is really an injustice to yourself. Yeah. Um, man, Brock, I, I'd love to just keep going with this because I'm getting yeah. a lot out of it. But uh, <laughs> hey, uh, so. Once again, you know, we've, we've mentioned this a little bit, but Brock, ProMover Accounting, you only work with moving companies. You know them inside and out. You know all the details and the metrics and things that people should be looking for and what moving companies need to be looking for in their numbers. Um, so, and you provide the bookkeeping service and the accounting service for moving companies. Um, if, if somebody wanted to strike up a conversation with you, maybe maybe talk to you about using utilizing your services, um, how would they do that? Yeah, so so definitely Instagram's a, a great place. You know, I'm always looking at the messages directly from there. Uh, it's at ProMover Accounting. Um, our our website is great, and actually um, there's a there's like a a button at the top that says schedule a meeting, and okay. that goes directly to my calendar. So, okay. um, you know, a lot of our clients are able to use there and, and get meetings where I'm just meeting with clients. We're doing, a, you know, financial analysis together. Um, or, you know, if, if people want to hear a little bit more about us and, and see if what we do is, is what they need for their moving company, great place to go. The, uh, awesome. ProMoverAccounting.com and, and schedule a meeting with me. We'll sit down and, and see what we can 
see what we can do to get you some information. So. Awesome. Well, Hey, listen, Brock, thank you for that. Really appreciate the conversation. Appreciate your insight. Thank you for being here. Thank you for taking the time. Um, I, I, I hope people get a lot out of it. I know I have with, uh, between this and, and your presentation with the New York State Movers was fantastic uh, and really, really affected me. So glad we were able to get you on here. Um, once again, appreciate you. Thank you for Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for listening to my conversation with Brock. I, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, once again, we went a little bit longer than our goal here, but uh, I really enjoyed the conversation. I got a lot out of it. Um, you know, Brock has, has got a lot of insight and knowledge, so really appreciate him coming on. Um, so thank Brock. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, if you're looking for more from Brock or you'd like to talk to him, pick his brain, have a conversation maybe about uh, joining up with uh, Promover Accounting, the best way would be to go to promoveraccounting.com and uh, schedule an appointment with Brock and, and have a conversation with him. Once again, uh, we, we appreciate everybody listening and, and, and taking these podcasts in. Uh, once again, it's it's not just on YouTube. If you're if you're enjoying it on YouTube, uh, just know that there are other options out there, uh, whether that be Spotify or, or Apple Podcasts. Um, really appreciate everyone. Hope everyone had a great new year. Um, now that uh, the holidays are over, get moving.